Madame Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Transformers, the movie, 1986. In the year 2019, there are seven Transformers movies. But in the year 1986, the idea of one seemed insane. I was there, man, in the year 1986. I was not Born. I know that's my point. I wasn't even conceived. So I saw I saw lots of '80s movies in uh, in the theater. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I saw Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, um, other things too, of course. But my dad did not take me to see Transformers the movie. My parents did take me to see Power Rangers, Digimon, and Pokemon the movies. <laughs> And hated all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Labyrinth in a theater, but that's that's kind of a good movie. That is a, I saw The Never Ending Story. I saw Lady Hawk in the theater. Wow. <laughs> but I did not see Transformers, the movie, in the theater. In fact, um, coming with my experience, that summer, Transformers, the movie, was all the talk among the, you know, seven-year-old first-grade boys. I didn't see it. Oh, no. And I got some, I got some toys. I got a Galvatron. I think I might have had Blur. Okay. And then the second season of the cartoon star on TV was like, the third, thank you. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, the next season of the cartoon star, I was like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Because that's what this movie is. What the hell is going on? This movie explicitly was, we need to kill off the toys and introduce new ones so we can sell new toys. I got a few of those toys, so I guess it was successful. It worked, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was for. Galvatron is... Dope as shit, man. They, this range of Transformers, I think, was pretty much the first range of Transformers that were actually made to be Transformers. To be dead. You want to you wanna spew on that a bit? Yeah, so in the 70s and 80s, lots of Japanese toy companies brought out toys which were robots that turned into other things. And Hasbro was like, oh, we could sell those in America, but we want to tie them all together as one brand, so let's create a fiction. So they got Marvel on the phone. Marvel created a comic book. Comic book's really good. Um, then they took the basic concept of the comic book and made a cartoon. The cartoon's okay. Um, <laughs> no, then, it's not. Sorry. It's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> but then, uh, two years in, Transformers are doing very well. They need to make... Okay, people are like these toys. We need to make more toys. So they came up with the idea for the movie. The movie, weirdly is the one event which exists in the canon of both the cartoon and the film, and the comic book. So within the comic book, the movie happens. Everything else is completely different from the cartoon. Sorry, I was reading the comic book in the 80s, and I agree it was good at the time. Yes. Now, going to your toy line thing, um, when I was six or seven, yes, it annoyed me that Soundwave and Megatron 
transformed into things that were real tiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they were entirely different toy lines from the ones that turned into cars and the ones that turned into planes. At least Galvatron turned into like a big gun. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Not quite, but I do kind of... love the way Megatron sort of turns into a gun which is far away from the camera, but actually now it's close to the camera and Starscream <laughs> reaches forward and grabs it. It's just, it's such a dumb little trick. It's pretty phallic. It's extremely phallic. <laughs> Megatron's just Star a gun. So I can blow my load. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Megatron's just a gun, but Galvatron, Galvatron's phallic. Galvatron's very phallic. It's bright orange as well, purple. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to just get into the uh, entryway into this movie. That's not the right way to say that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um... I believe this movie was not available on home video for a very long time because I remember not seeing it, thinking I'd catch it on VHS and not really seeing it till the late 90s or later when it was like on DVD. It was not hugely successful at the time of release. It's developed a cult following since and like Transformers is a huge brand now. Um, but at release, it did it did poorly enough I think the G.I. Joe movie didn't even get a theatrical release. No, I don't think it did. And the G.I. Joe movie was edited so that the characters didn't die. <laughs> because no one was anticipating how much it would traumatize children. Just to throw it out, if we do G.I. Joe on this podcast, if we get desperate enough to do the uh, live action films, I guess we will. But I, I am putting on the shorter term schedule, but not immediately, those uh, three cartoon miniseries, because... Those rock. Those are better than the Transformers cartoon. You've mentioned to me that those are good, yeah. Um, my awareness of G.I. Joe is much more limited than Transformers. It didn't really come across to the UK. It's very American. <laughs> okay, before we get into it and you, you plot us down, I'm just going to say um, one word with a hyphen, two without the hyphen. Go bots. One word with a hyphen. Okay, I just want your response. Go bots. Go bots? Any, any recognition there? I'm aware of the GoBots, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, I thought you were asking me how you spell GoBots. No, I know the GoBots. Okay, I wasn't sure because yeah. I feel like the GoBots uh, died even harder than the Transformers do in this movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Hasbro actually bought GoBots and now can release the GoBots characters as Transformers if they want to. Really? That's yeah. weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, because because uh, 1985 or so, Transformers are cooler, but GoBots were cheaper and they transformed better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> they made sense the way they transformed. I I've, I have played with a couple GoBots, and compared to the original like line of Transformers, they're kind of better toys. Yeah, but with this movie... <sighs> Sorry, it's not with this movie. I'm thinking a little ahead. Where does Metroplex come in? The season after this movie, I the think. The season yeah, after yeah. this movie, because I had a, a friend... I don't even remember who, but their parents had were spoiling them, and he had Metroplex, and that was awesome. But I came to Transformers, obviously, after, like... It, kind of died down mm. but you know the uk is always five years behind america culturally so. no i was in the first and second grade when transformers was at their cartoon height so that's where so i'm coming from i was around that age for beast wars yeah that's i was but you would have been the way, very wrong age to get what year is beast here. wars 97 like nine, yeah around then okay i was a freshman in university <laughs> yeah i can't imagine you were sat around watching beast wars i did go to see flubber though for some reason about similar level of CGI quality to be as well. Exactly, that's what we're getting up. Okay, um, so I'm going to task you. I'm going to task you to uh, tell us about the 
arguable plot of Transformers. It's not really a plot, it's just some stuff that There's happens. things you can say in sequence that explain what are happening in this movie. I should say before that, though, that I'm Luke. And I'm Matt. Welcome to our Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Late intro. <laughs> Very late. <laughs> it's cool. Anyone else in the room? Hi, I'm Shen. I probably won't say anything. But she is in the room and she might say something, especially if we get too stupid. So... Luke, I task you, I task you, to talk about Transformers the movie. In 2005, The evil Decepticons have conquered their home planet of Cybertron, while the heroic Autobots operate from its two moons, preparing a counter-offensive. Optimus Prime sends a shuttle to Earth's Autobot City for Energon supplies, but Megatron and the Decepticons commandeer the ship and kill the crew. Traveling to Earth, the Decepticons attack Autobot City. The next day, Optimus and the Dinobots arrive as reinforcements. Optimus single-handedly defeats the Decepticons and engages Megatron in a climactic battle that leaves both of them mortally wounded. On his deathbed, Optimus passes the Matrix of Leadership to Ultra Magnus, informing him that its power will light the Autobots' darkest hour and dies. Elsewhere, the wounded Decepticons are found by Unicron, a gigantic sentient cyber planet who consumes other planets. Unicron offers Megatron a new body in exchange for destroying the Matrix, which has the ability to destroy him. Megatron reluctantly agrees and is converted into Galvatron. Meanwhile, Unicron begins to attack Cybertron's moons. Just as the Autobots on Earth discover this, Galvatron arrives to eliminate Ultra Magnus. The surviving Autobots escape in separate shuttles, which are damaged by the Decepticons, and crash land on different planets. Hot Rod and Cup are taken prisoner by the Quintessons, multi-faced tyrants who hold kangaroo courts and execute prisoners by feeding them to the Shocticons. They escape their own trial, aided by the arrival of the Dinobots and the small Autobot Wheelie, who helps them find a ship to leave the planet. The other Autobots land on the Junk Planet, where Galvatron explodes Ultra Magnus and seizes the Matrix, intending on using it to control Unicron. The Autobots reunite and befriend the local Junkions, led by Rekgar, who then rebuilds Magnus. Learning Galvatron has the Matrix, the Autobots and Junkions fly to Cybertron, which Unicron, now transformed into a robot form, begins to destroy. Hot Rod confronts Galvatron, who tries to form an alliance, but is forced into attacking Hot Rod by Unicron. Hot Rod obtains the Matrix, which converts him into Rodimus Prime, the Autobot that Optimus said would light their darkest hour. Rodimus tosses Galvatron into space and uses the Matrix's power to destroy Unicron from the inside. The Autobots celebrate the war's end and Cybertron's retaking with Optimus Prime's inauguration, while Unicron's severed head orbits Cybertron.
So do you know why this is a masterpiece? Soundtrack? It's Orson Welles' last film. He made Citizen Kane. Leonard Nimoy's in it. He played some dude on a sci-fi show. Oh, and the soundtrack, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, because it's avant-garde filmmaking that disregards the concept of continuity and plot. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you want to talk about first, the actors or the music? Um, I mean, I guess the actors. Okay. Um, did you ever hear the quote of Orson Welles when he was asked about this film? Did he say he did it for the wine? I mean, almost certainly he did. But no, what he said was, I think I play a toy or something that eats other toys. So he's not wrong. He's, about, he's not entirely wrong. <laughs> but he clearly did not care at all about this film. No, and then he died. Even so, the voice is booming and iconic and has immense presence. Because no. it's awesome fucking well. Yeah, how could so... you go wrong with that? I mean, the fact that they have him for this movie is manna from heaven in the first place. It's preposterous, so. yeah. It's outrageous, <laughs> but I love it. And our other buddy, uh, Nimoy, is here. Yeah, um, so Nimoy didn't... I think did quite enjoy his time on it because he came back for the live action movies. Right. And uh, you, you already got me on this. He is... Um... So in the third movie, he plays Sentinel Prime. And I think he was involved in like... Because he owns some locations and behind the scenes stuff in the first one. Spoiler alert. That is the best one, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> uh, folks, it's not this one today, but it's definitely worth talking about. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one with all the moon stuff, so <laughs> I understand immediately why Matt thinks it's the best one. But, uh, yeah, they still, they still, they brought Nimoy in at, at the uh, expense of Frank Welker, in this case, for a few minutes. Yeah, Frank Welker, like, voice acting god. <laughs> it's amazing to see the amount of films which list Frank Welker, not as a named character, but as doing all their animal noises for them. <laughs> He did, he, he did lions in The Lion King. But no voices, just yeah, the lions. Yeah, he just does animal noises a lot of times. So He's they just brought him in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's hip. Yep. Okay, this is why, like, in 2019, we can say, why wouldn't you give this guy his due? But 1986, uh, they were snorting lines of coke and they didn't care. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we want some big names. Grab Nimoy and... Well, I mean, even... Wine like, in a box. They kept Optimus Prime's voice actor, Peter Cullen, but they bump him off pretty early. So, right. yeah, they pretty much, we don't want any of these TV guys. We want movie guys. This is a movie. His voice doesn't come back later. Peter Cullen. We don't, he's not a Rodimus voice or a... No. Autom no, he's yeah, but Optimus returns at the end of season three. No, no, of course not, but we're talking about movie. He plays here. various other characters. Like, he is um, Ironhide. Killed. Is he? Yeah, Ironhide's killed. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I think everyone Peter Cullen <laughs> plays is bumped off. So. Ironhide does have an ass of steel, though. Yep, he does have an iron hide. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I guess characters being killed. All of them, pretty much. Does anyone Does anyone from original, you know, the first couple seasons of the cartoon or comic book uh, survive this? A few do. The only one they make a point of showing us survived is Bumblebee. You can't kill Bumblebee. They, they couldn't kill Bumblebee and Spike, so <laughs> those two get to survive. Although, I, immediately in the cartoon, Bumblebee gets a new body so they can sell a new toy. I did have, I have a note here. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure Spike's going to die. He sucks. But then he didn't die, did he? He didn't die. He's not in it much. He's got a son. Yeah. Take over. He also gets to say, oh, shit. That is true. That's <laughs> hardcore in 1986. A lot of, uh, the DVD that me and my brother had as a kid had, didn't have that line. Mm. It's cut. I'll get back to the, you know, I just didn't see this forever because yeah. of home video weirdness. But uh, 
Um, so diving in a little deeper, we talked about the actors. Uh, are, are we talking about the music? We go to the beginning. Um, first, we get like this bizarre Marvel logo. <laughs> Those are intense. <laughs> <laughs> intense. It's just, you know, now that we're used to seeing the modern Marvel logo, this one blows your mind, man. Yep. And then we got Unicron, and he takes us straight into a Kate Bush video at the beginning. Or just the people just milling around on their planet? Yeah, man. You know, Cybertron, they, they do it better in the modern films, I think. But, you know, robots are just living it on Cybertron. Drunk-ass robots. The... I like the scenes on Cybertron in the modern films. You can't imagine them having a life. It's like, oh yeah, the war looks cool. What did they do before the war? What did these? What did the Transformers in the movies do on like their day off? Drink, drink gasoline and get crunk. Yeah, you see that in the comics, but I just can't really <laughs> picture it with the like the cinematic Cybertron we see is just it's like Warhammer forty k in the dark future. There is only war, and then it slams from that into just hardcore title card with the <laughs> theme. <laughs> There's also some uh, Seinfeld slap bass. That was fun. It's yeah. It's it is very 1986 in this film. <laughs> Do we are we getting into the elephant in the room here? The elephant. Oh, should we reach out and touch the elephant? Optimus get murdered to this. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Does he die to that song? Yeah. I know he arrives to it. No, they're, he's ready to kick ass. The Autobots have taken their licks. They're in deep trouble. Megatron's right over there. And they tell Optimus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this shit. Megatron must be stopped. No this, matter the cost. The song begins. He transforms. And while he's rolling up to Megatron and they're going at each other. I mean, Optimus does not suck. The voice makes us all jizza. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. He, he gets murdered to the touch. Yeah, you often hear the stories, kids, you know, crying, not locking themselves in their bedrooms, having mental fucking breakdowns. Is this because... why my dad didn't take me to the movie? Maybe he heard about this shit, yeah. <laughs> they all get murdered. Optimus gets murdered to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, Optimus even gets, like, a drawn-out death scene. But that's... It's almost worse what happens to the others. No, it's worse what happens to him, because apparently when a Transformer dies, or at least an Autobot, all of their dope-ass paint job turns into gray. Yeah, but, like, he gets to say his last words, hold someone's hand, hand of a matrix. Ironhide and stuff just get incinerated. There's smoke coming out their eyeballs and shit. Okay, stick with me here. I got two references. One, uh, let's stick with Optimus. Um, what did he actually die of? Getting shot a little bit? Not prostate even cancer? Much. I thought it was oh, prostate okay. cancer. This is from one of those dumb YouTube videos. <laughs> it from no, like... it's, ro it's robot chicken, man. It's legit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is robot chicken. Anyway, that was my thought when he's dying. He's like, oh, it's, it's not Megatron. It's, 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 it's that. Uh, the other thought rolling through the brain just blew back out. The touch. Oh, yes, the other place the touch appears. At the end, when he becomes Rodimus? In a completely different movie. 
Oh, um, Boogie Nights. Yeah, when Mark Wahlberg's uh, Dirk Diggler is uh, failing on his porn career, what does he do? Get the touch. Well, he tries to get the touch. He wants to start his music career and does the worst version of this ever. Worse than the one I did on ukulele for you a few minutes ago. Wow, I <laughs> need to rewatch that film. Yes, Mark Wahlberg, who also comes back for Transformers. You're right, the circle is complete. Yeah, mm. living in a simulation. And The Matrix. Yes, we get The Matrix here. We get The Matrix of... Leadership. Sorry, so, I forgot. <laughs> prior to this, The Matrix is a thing in the comics. Mm. But in the comics, it's literally just a computer code, which is how they make new Autobots. Optimus Prime just has a code in his head which can write new, computer, write new Transformers. Could it be like a shiny, glowy thing in the comics? And we just well, they kind it? Yeah, they want... After the film, that's what they say. Okay, but there we up go. Up until the film, that wasn't the case. Yeah, because you don't want to screw up your continuity in Transformers. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> All of them. You never screw it up. <laughs> All one contiguous. <laughs> okay, um, I have a note here. I'm just going to scream it out. I wrote it like four times. You can respond however you want. I'm blur. I'm on crack. I'm on crack. I'm on crack. I'm on crack. I'm blur. I'm on crack. Hey, Blur. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had a Blur toy. So did I. The toy was cool. I like the toy. Well, he's a cool character in the comics. Just, oh, I'm blurring to talk so much, but the actor doesn't know how to do this very well, so I'm just going to say some pointless shit. I'm a crack, I'm a crack, I'm a crack. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, I I think I had the Blur toy and it was awesome, but uh, yeah, he wants... You, what? So a, many Autobots die in this movie. <laughs> just so they can introduce like three different Autobots with really annoying verbal tics. Starscream. Yeah, but I love Starscream. We love Starscream. He dies here, of course. Yeah. He come, uh, and he, oh, he dies so fantastically. He does he, care the best. You don't want to see the Autobots die. You don't want to see Jazz die because you know Michael Bay is going to bring him back and try and put more Jazz into him, which doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> you will. You know, you think Jazz in Transformers 1 is racist, then you watch Transformers 2. What's <laughs> <laughs> those other guys in Transformers 2? Yeah, I know, 2. but, like, I don't even consider Jazz anymore. Okay, the triumvir in a while. Anyway, he's good in here until he gets blown away. Yeah. But, yeah, Starscream's death is just glorious. Okay. I, I like Starscream, but even so, you want to see him die like a bitch. I want to see him more as Cobra Commander, though, again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, here, I'm going to quiz you, man, because I didn't have the Starscream toy. Right. And my dad went on a business trip and came back and he brought me the blue one. He's like Scarscream, exactly, but he's... Thundercracker. That's, that sounds almost right. Skywarp? Thundercrack? Oh, it's, it's Thundercracker. Cracker? Yeah. Okay, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> but there's Thundercracker and Skywarp. One of them's blue and one of them's purple. Okay, I let's get... Thundercracker's blue. I'm going to get even deeper with you for a minute here. Fine. There's quite a bit of apocalypse going on here that does not happen in the TV show. Yeah, well, it's brutal. Just everything is apocalyptic. Everything's blowing up all the time. By the time we get to uh, Hot Rod and who, who's with him on the Aquaman planet? Uh, Cup. Yeah. We don't care about either of them. We've never seen them before. Yeah, they're, just, they're introduced <laughs> na- immediately and we're supposed to just instantly care about them. I do at this point because I've read, you know, 30 years of comic books with them. 
But for kids in 1986 who go to see all like their favorite heroes, just immediately bumped off like, okay, now here's this guy. Have fun with him. <laughs> I don't know him. Does mommy like him? Mommy likes him a lot. <laughs> Does mommy like hot rod? I, mean, I think mommy, mommy likes rod really pride. <laughs> One shall stand, one shall fall. You, who is without mercy, now plead for it. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Do I get to say that the dialogue in this film literally eats shit? No, because it's all gold. (laughs) (laughs) Golden shit. Yep. (laughs) It's so much cheese that it's not even... It's beyond satire. (laughs) Although blur, it has I'm got on crack, I'm on crack, I'm on crack. Anything. Sorry, I interrupted you with blur. There's the bit where they say, ah, oh, you'll be held in contempt of this court. And he says, I have nothing but contempt for this court. Which I think is a great line. That is a great If I ever get arrested, that's what I'm saying. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it for the extra 10 years in prison. <laughs> the court does suck, though. You're innocent. Send them to the Sharkacons. So I heard a good fan theory for this one. Hit it up. They're trying to find sentient mechanical life. And if you're not sentient, then you're innocent of being sentient. And if they need of you, they destroy you. Hmm. I can't remember if that comes from a comic or it's just something some idiot made up. I or told, maybe just I created it in my own head. <laughs> I told you I was re- reading Asimov, so mm. let's, let, let's, let's try and get a little smarter for a second. I was reading a short story. It's from the Robot Collection where... Uh, they send a couple, like, just robots may have completely stern stuff. They don't look humanoid. And send them to Jupiter. Right. There's been a hostile Jovians. And I don't think Osmov gets into aliens. This is one of the only cases. But yeah, I don't remember reading the Osmov aliens. The, the Jovians are um, pretty hostile, and they've been communicating through, like, radio clicks. Right. So the robots land. They meet some Jovians, and they're like, okay, we'll find the person that can talk to you that knows how to do this. While they're waiting, the Jovians try as hard as they can to destroy the robots. The uh, translator comes, okay, they talk, he still calls them a bunch of assholes, but shows them their stuff, shows them a small town, which is actually a giant city. They, they have the capability to destroy humanity. Okay. They keep trying to destroy them. At the end, they're like, do you have a force field? And they're like, yeah, we, we've got this. We can fly through space. And, and they know that will destroy humanity if they have this. Right. But then they're like, well, just, and they're like, what about you? Well, well, we just fly in our spaceship. They're robots. They don't need air. They don't need atmospheres. Yeah. Like their spaceship is open, like like a transformer, just an open sieve. And they're like, oh, just go away, get away from us. And like, why they do that? We never told them that we weren't the humans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they thought these indestructible robots actually were the humans they were fighting against. Right. So yeah, maybe that's 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 transformers. I don't know. I went down a bit of a tangent hole there, but I'm trying to tie it back in. Because at the end, Indestructible Robot, which gets destroyed in this movie, but... Yeah, again, the comic books, they're way more indestructible than they would be in this or the later films and stuff. Well, they just eat tards in this. I mean, they get ripped apart. Oh, yeah, because they've got new toys to sell, so these old ones need to hurry up and die. <laughs> I, Optimus Prime gets shot a little bit dead. Ultra Magnus gets blown to pieces. <laughs> just he, stick he, him back together, fine. That's like the dictator just shows up for a week, right? And gets assassinated. Yeah. Poor and Ultra Magnus. Do, do you want to get funny, or do you want to talk about Megatron Unicron? We can talk to Unicron. Okay. I'm not well, sure well, I have well, any faith that we're able to get funny. There's some funny. <laughs> Probably. Unicron's pretty funny. Let's talk about him more deeply. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> 
So it's not just that all of our familiar and favorite characters are being blown away. It's that, oh, no, 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 you still have them. But they've been changed. Well, the Decepticons, definitely, yeah. Yeah. We got Galvatron, the Sweeps, Cyclonus, Scourge. Take me, Unicron. Take me now. It's take me to Unicron. Yeah. But your one is. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it that way on purpose, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's what exactly is what is Unicron exactly? You want to hit me up with that? You've read a bit more comic books than I have. Yeah, the comic book origin is really cool. So Unicron and Primus were two gods in the universe before our universe. The god of creation, the god of destruction. As the new universe was born, Primus tricked Unicron into sealing their souls inside planets. Unicron, over millions of years, turned himself into a destructive killer planet, whereas Primus used his power to birth life and create the Transformers. Okay, because in this film, it's Orson Welles having drunken plenty of wine when it's time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a big planet that chomps other planets. Like, but then the cartoon eventually did their own origin of Unicron. It was just built by some monkey alien. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here, he, he doesn't seem to have any particular purpose except to just screw with whatever comes in his path, this being Megatron and a few uh, Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, um... You kind of feel for Galvatron in this film. He's <laughs> just getting tortured, like, forced to do things against his will. At the end, he's willing to just team up with Rodimus and gets forced to kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, other characters, um, the Dinobot show up here and I was not impressed. Is this their first? They were in the series They were in two. the series before this, yeah. Okay, yeah. they just suck here, that's all. Yeah. Because I wanted Grimlock to be the cookie monster. That would <laughs> I, be cool. I really hate the cartoon Grimlock. Me, Grimlock! Oh, I hate Shit. this one, too. I hate... You know, I think I hate Grimlock. I like it a bit in the comics. He talks like a fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, Grimlock, not kiss. Me, Grimlock, king. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Dinobots here just suck. Yeah, they, do they do anything useful in the whole film? Do they do anything useful in the live-action films? They did do something useful. Oh, uh, they overthrew the, the Quintessons, yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> in this film, when Rodimus and Kappa try to escape, the dinosaurs are the ones who save them. Hmm. They also literally kick Unicron on its butt. Okay. They don't really do anything. This is about the point my brain was probably exploding anyway. Is this when Weird Al is playing? That's on the planet of junk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because... <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the third of our... Stupid voice, new Transformers. Why are you just talking TV sound bites? <laughs> we get that late. We get radio sound bites in live action films, though. Yeah, but that kind of works. It's done well and cute. And you can't understand a fucking word the Junkions are saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's hip, though. You can say whatever you want there. Yeah. Well, they do say like, I'm pretty sure they do call one of the spaceships sexy. They do, don't they? Yeah. That, that kind of ran past me, but you, uh, now that you're saying it, I, I get it. Speak okay. sexy number. Now, one thing I was disappointed by, uh, Ultra Magnus equals Magi equals magic. He's magic, but he isn't. Is He's he? very not magic. This is like a Buzzkill character. It's like, here is Magnus, this is the thing, and here's your new king, and the emperor has no clothes. Yeah, again, he's dope as hell in the comics. We just don't get that here. Well, he's a bitch here. <laughs> yeah. Does he, 
Did he win a fight in the film? I don't think so. I think he's just magnificent because he comes out of Optimus. He's just big. That's what he's got going for him. He is large. <laughs> I guess that does make you a Magnus. Yeah. But does it make you ultra? <laughs> um, hot Rod. I, hot, hot Rod. You know, the toy was cool. I like Hot Rod. I like Hot Rod because he's just such a stupid douche. I don't like Hot Rod because in this movie. <laughs> I remember. I thought the toy was cool. And then I, at some point I saw this movie. I was like, it might be in the cartoon where I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't like Hot Rod. Yeah, I mean, he kind of whines quite a lot when he becomes Rodimus Prime, but here he's just doing power slides, not caring about anything. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm jumping world. back a few minutes here. I just spotted in my notes. Um, I have a... You were talking about the, the calling the ship, ship sexy. Yeah. My note is, did Australia bot just say sexy import? I think, he, it's I think he did, indeed. Sexy import. Sexy import. It was a sexy import. It's just a big corkscrew thing. Well, it wasn't on oh, the wait, no, this was no, 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 this was after the corkscrew thing. It was a pretty... Standard okay. spaceship. Yeah, okay. that I was surprised by the level of detail that the animators put into the uh, animation in this movie. Um, a lot of movies don't even go even halfway into the amount of detail you can see in here. I especially noticed it with the debris and like how many different shots you see in the movie. Yeah, it's definitely... It's like a movie first and then they animated it. Yeah. Whereas the, like, the TV series, you can tell, is working around some pretty tight constraints. And just the size of the movie and how many different scenes and shots and everything they it was a lot of work put into it and for something like this I was really really surprised to see that amount of detail I think we because it was unsuccessful it's easy to forget that when they were making it they thought it was going to be the biggest thing in the world True. So they were, I think they pumped quite a lot of money into it. Yeah, it's just that, they did that, not that, make that money back. That does make more sense. Like, but yeah, like, like that. for example, when Unicron transforms, you can see like every part of him, they're all moving, they're all really detailed. Which, see, none of us ever watched it when it first came out. Were people surprised when he turned out to be a robot? I don't know. Because it seems obvious now, but for the film, he's just treated like a Death Star thing. I think I was a little surprised. And then, he's a robot. I was born two years after this movie, so I'm not entirely certain what the reaction was. But when I watched it, I hadn't heard anything except that you mentioned like a couple sentences about it. So when I watched it, I was a little bit surprised that he could turn into an actual robot. See, by the time I watched this film, I'd watched like later cartoons and animes where he's just... A regular presence. Yeah. I was just obsessed with Metroplex, who isn't here. I think, do they, when Metroplex is brought in, they imply that he was the city from this? I feel like... Or have I just case. combined two things in my head? I don't know. I may have done the same thing. They've got a big Metroplex at um, Mumbai Shelton in town. Hmm. Okay. It's quite pricey, though, and it doesn't really do anything. It's just a big square. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Are you ready? I was born ready. You're born ready. 
Okay. I said that about the ice, the air hockey, and you destroyed me. So. You got the touch. You got the power. this movie you know what i want to say it's awesome man go watch it but this movie sucks <laughs> i simultaneously agree with both things you just said i know this movie is awesome but it does suck <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's like you well i was about to say it's like you had to be there but you weren't there i was no. there I, yeah i just i don't think i watched this until me and my bud me and my brother found a dvd for like one pound in tesco that's uh, that's probably about where i watched the movie Right. Although I did live through Transformers at this time. Yeah, and I read lots of comic books and watched lots of cartoons before that, but the movie itself was pretty late for me. So what what does this movie do for future Transformers lore, be it games, comics, uh, TV shows, movies? Well, it introduced a shed load of characters, including Unicron, who then went on to inform loads of the like the big lore and backstory and stuff. In the comic books, they did it really smartly, where the future characters would just come back in time sometimes, but the story kept running with the 80s characters. Whereas the TV show is just like, nope, seasons three and four set 20 years later, fuck all the characters you love. (laughs) (laughs) And man, as someone there at the time, because I I did watch... I remember going to friends' houses for some reason to watch Transformers, or like we'd be playing. It's like, oh, it's time for Transformers. Let's go in, right? We'd get yep. into it. Once season three started, uh, like I said, I, I didn't know seasons at the time. I was what five, six, seven years old. But uh, you know, we went in one day. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, immediately after the movie, the first episode is like a five parter where they delve into a load of weird shit where he communes with the Matrix and talks to ghosts and they find the origin of the Transformers and deal with the Quintessence. That's so awesome, but not if you're six and you just want to see Optimus transform into a truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's very weird. Like, it is a weird big movie. Big properties play it so safe, but I guess at the time they didn't understand what it was kids liked. They were just like, no, nah, they like the robots, so make a film with more robots. Well, here's the thing. Ten, uh, ten years earlier, you'd make a film that kind of fits what you're doing, but, you know, makes change your budget or actors, you know? Yeah. Uh, Willy Wonka is relatively close. They changed the name of the book. 
you know, 20 years later, the, the, you know, starting around 2005, probably with the start of the first Transformers movie is where they're really starting to, you know, bow down to the fans a bit. Mm. And we're just in this weird middle area where they have no clue what to do except sell toys, I guess. And snort cocaine. So, yeah. That, that, I think that's somewhere in my notes. Yep. But, yeah, i tell you what um, did not have a big impact on future Transformers is, unfortunately, The Touch. Uh, with all of the live-action movies, Stan Bush desperately, pathetically, depressingly tried to put out a new version of The Touch to get it on the soundtrack. And no one ever gave him any time. Which one? For each of the live-action films. As they came out, Stan Bush is there trying to push his new version of The Touch. That would have been so awesome in The Last Night. Yeah, but... We did finally get it in Bumblebee. Bumblebee does play the touch. Oh, okay, there we go. But the original version, not one of Stan Bush's shit ones with the rap interlude and the 2000s rock. That would have been great in the last night. Wow, yeah, Bumblebee. Okay. Sorry, I almost for- I, I did love- I liked it quite well. I just almost forgot it existed. Bumblebee, simultaneously the best and worst Transformers film. Is He's not in this movie much. Does he show up? What he shows up briefly. He's hanging out with Spike. So, so they, they both fight. almost die and then don't die. But yeah, he's not in it much. And then he's... immediately after this, he gets upgraded to Goldbug so that he has a new toy. Right. I had Goldbug. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've got but... a Bumblebee right there behind you. There we go. Oh, yes, there he is. But now it's, it's basically, I mean, the Transformers, I mean, the ones with the gold standard are, what, Optimus, Bumblebee, and Megatron? Is that yeah, maybe Starscream, I guess. Maybe Starscream. I want to put Galvatron too. Oh, Soundwave. Soundwave, Soundwave is, yeah, popular. Especially now that nobody uses cassette tapes. But we were, watching, we were making... watching the film the other night. Shen says, oh, it's like those little ones are cassettes. I'm like, no, they literally are supposed to be cassettes. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I'm a musician. If you want to make avant-garde electronic music or punk rock, put them on cassette tape. That's what you okay. do now. Okay. Yeah. See, I've been thinking, like, Vinyl's had the big comeback. When's the cassette comeback? Should we put this podcast out on cassette? Yes. So, yeah, just send us... Join our Patreon for the cassette tapes. (laughs) We'll send you the cassette tapes. The Patreon, which does not exist quite yet, but uh, maybe you can hit them up with what does exist. Um, Yeah, I guess we're pretty much done. We didn't really talk about astronauts or RC or anything. I don't think we should talk about RC. (laughs) (laughs) She, She is... The only female actress with any lines in this film. She's the pink one with the Princess Leia buns and the inexplicable curves. Yeah, I'd, and, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the other thing? Astronauts. It hit me up. You said that 80% of astronauts get space. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, when you go into space, you know, this is lower, but, like, an Apollo astronaut, maybe they don't have this problem, but, uh... You know, if you go to the space station and you're just gallivanting around in your, I guess it's a Soyuz at this point, um, you're falling constantly. Huh. It's not like you're just in zero G. You're actually falling and everything's falling around you. Huh. And that makes most people sick. There you go. You get used to it after a while, but in that first 24 hours, you're going to hurl. Huh. Yeah, and yet Daniel, 10-year-old boy thrust into space unexpectedly is absolutely fine. There's a 20%. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's a hundred percent of ten-year-old boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're 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 Loban Daniel, and that's fine because I don't like him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Spike's exosuit, I guarantee you, it was roomier than it needed to be. He transforms. That's why. But no, um, it's apparently a big issue when they were first designing the Apollo spacesuits. 
they obviously needed the little cup they can slot their member into a P3. That's because um, Shepard, the... Alan Shepard on the first Mercury that went into space pissed himself in space. All of the astronauts were saying their dicks were bigger than they really were, so the spacesuits weren't working. <laughs> <laughs> so NASA renamed the sizes to, like, large, extra-large, ginormous. <laughs> so they wouldn't feel bad about saying they need the small size. <laughs> Just times two, that's all. That's all. It's the, it's the McDonald's thing. They don't have small, regular large. They have large, large, extra-large, extra-extra-large. Because <laughs> no one wants to go into McDonald's and order the small. The grande! The I haven't been to Starbucks since, like, 2007. 2007. That, yes, that works. That works, but it's strange. It's strange. I agree, but it works. So we're almost at the point where we are further in the future from the year 2005 than the year 2005 was when this film came out. Do we have robots? Yeah, but they're shit. We've, we've got awesome. None of them are Optimus Prime. We I mean, we've got drones that kill like little Pakistani children. That sucks. Do you, do you think the secret space program has some cool stuff? Oh, yeah, like Donald Trump's space war station is going to protect us all. No, Solar Warden. That's a conspiracy. There's been Solar Warden. What does Solar Warden do? I don't know. It sounds like Stargate. Oh, okay. Except it's real, but it's probably not. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, hey, everyone. And the moon Nazis. Right, right. You can equate. I think those are two separate strains of thought, but hey, time together, man. It's fun. <laughs> Solar Warden is out there to protect us from moon Nazis. Okay, no, 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 no. They're there to protect us from the reptilians from Orion. If the Nazis were reptilians from Orion. Wait, no, because most of the guys who hate the lizards these days are Nazis. So maybe they would try and claim that Hitler was protecting us from the lizards or something? Who are the super Aryan-looking aliens? Oh, I know the ones you mean, though. Because, like, they would abduct people and have sex with them, right? Yeah. Do Transformers do that? They do in the... Awful 2000s era Japanese toy line Kiss Players, where the Transformers had big fleshy tongues, and the figures came with little teenage girl figures that they connected to to get powers. I was going to say, where should should you email us and end, but do you want to say anything more about that? Because that's hardcore. So, yeah, it was a toy range from, like, the 2000s, and they were basically just quite nice Transformers figures that turned into realistic-looking vehicles. Um, They were released in the West as just alternators. They were just the cars. But the Japanese versions came with a really creepy comic book. Um, the famous panel is Megatron, and he's got, like, a three-meter-long wet tongue that he's putting up a girl's skirt. <laughs> and, yeah, it came with a little creepy-ass comic book and a little figure of a girl, and that was how the Transformers drew their powers. So, I've lived in Japan for more than ten years. You know, they talk about the crazy shit in Japan, and, uh... You know, it's not mainstream, right? You gotta look for that stuff. But yes, it is there. It's there. There's, there's some stuff which you're surprised by how mainstream it is. But the really weird stuff isn't. Right. It still freaks me out that you just go into the convenience and there's just a shelf of porn. And segueing from that, where are we? <laughs> you can find us at www.pornhub.com slash MLSFSPod. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> We're on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're on Facebook. Just search for Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you subscribe, you rate and review, you tell your friends, all of that shite, which apparently helps podcasts. I don't know. We're just doing this for fun. Um, and, yeah, join us next time for more Skyrim's Fiction. Word up. This has been Matt. This has been Luke. 
Word up again. <laughs> do you have something better to say? We normally say what? What do we normally say at the end? Fuck you, bitch. Thank you.